Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. I've just got to tell you about a bit of drama that happened on my train home last night that I forgot to mention to you earlier on, Richie. Go on. Because obviously it's train-based, so I thought you'd be interested in this. Uh, and this is this is a very unique kind of train thing that can happen, and the, the drama that ensues is something that could be made into a movie. Someone's quite a busy train. We were just type of heading through deepest, darkest Essex in the evening, and someone dropped an entire... Um, like uh, how many ounces it is of coke? You know when you have like a coke. Oh no! So, uh, but then it so it kind of exploded on the floor, and everyone was like moved back the way a little bit. Yeah. Quite a few people still standing up, and then then we had that weird thing where. Over a period of time, it just started to run into all the channels, the ridges of the floor. Yeah. But, like, spread out really, really slowly. So, bit by bit, people had to just get up and move. Like, this really slow-moving tsunami. Very, very strange. I had to move all the way down the other end of the carriage, and it was just its tentacles were everywhere. It reminds me of seeing it once at a cricket game where someone had knocked over a pint, but around about, like, ten rows back. And you could hear this kerfuffle. And then, over the next ensuing few minutes, suddenly, sort of, row after the row of people were inconvenienced having to move their move their lunch hampers and all this kind of thing. Hanging their tote bag <laughs> yeah. up on the seat And in looking front. around disapprovingly as they were missing the cricket because they were having to move. It's a very British thing, that, I think. It isn't is, it? isn't it? Yeah. Slow-moving, slightly inconvenient, wet thing. Do you know what, though? I can't think of a worse thing to explode on a train than a bottle of Coke. Oh, it's terrible. This is just going to be sticky, horrible. I reckon we could do a phone-in on this at some point soon. Worst thing you've dropped. If anyone says guts, they're off. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Is <laughs> that the first thing that came into your head? No, but, well, it reminds me of on my trip home yesterday, I was in boots um, and somebody in front of me in the queue dropped their guts so badly. Oh. I can only but hope they were actually in the chemists trying to buy something for their stomach. That, it's a really good point, actually, because normally I'd be like, if anyone does that on the train, I try and work out who it is because I think that, that is disgusting. Mm. But if you're in a medical environment... That's quite harsh on them. You like, you know, you can't berate them because maybe they're, you know, two people away from getting some help. In fairness, though, I don't think boots sell anything. In fact, I don't think there is a single product on the market that is there to stop flatulence. There's no amount of bifidus digestivum that's going to help that out, is there? <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Now, incredible scenes uh, in the states yesterday at the White House, uh, where the South Korean president uh, is in the midst of a state visit. Uh, of uh, America. Big gala last night. They've done all their serious political chat and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out the president uh, of South Korea is a big fan of Don McLean and particularly his song American Pie. Joe Biden hands the South Korean president a microphone. There they are in the White House. All black tie affair, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, do you want to sing a little bit? The rest of the meeting has been going on. There's been an interpreter and all this kind of They're stuff. They're normally quite stuffy dour events as well, exactly, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. And you've got to go between for, for all the sort of statements and all that kind of stuff. And then he's handed a microphone and the pianist strikes up. And do you know what? Unexpected performance. The president of South Korea absolutely nails it. Yeah. I couldn't have one more step. Woo! I 
Amazing. I wish our, like, leader could do that. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> Not a chance. You have to be good at doing politics and stuff, but you also have to have one talent that could, you know, <laughs> make a whole room stand, in, you know, stand up and applaud like that. You just get those moments in life where suddenly you have to put on an unexpected performance. I'm not saying it's on a parallel, but I remember going to a caravan park on the Isle of Wight. Not quite the White House, is it, Richie? <laughs> no! <laughs> and there was a karaoke night. I ended up having to do Barry Manilow's Can't Smile Without You. The bloke who was hosting the night said I was a star for the future. I brought the house down. So do you feel you've lived up to expectations? <laughs> That's for other people to decide. Well, when is your album coming out? <laughs> Mark says, it wasn't singing, I once found myself called upon to give a speech at an event where I thought I was just a guest. Not a major problem, Ooh. but the event was in France and I don't speak French beyond only a few words. Sounds like a diplomatic incident going on right there. <laughs> uh, Gemma's hanging on, what did you have to do, Gemma? So, um, my battalion, the Duke Lancaster uh, I was the medic attached to them and we were flying over to a foreign country on a tri-star and uh, we found out that the locals had put on a cultural show. Mm. They, <laughs> they needed people to do a reciprocative performance. Right. And I'm sat quite comfortably on my plane seat flying over when I get a tap on the shoulder. And I turn around and there's a major, um, and he says, you know, Private Gemma, um, I heard you sing. And I said, uh, okay, sir, yes, why? And he said, you know, the, the locals have put on a show for us and we need someone to sing back. Right. <laughs> what songs do you know? I suggest you find an iPod. So I tapped up one of my best friends. And I said, do you have an iPod? And he only had country music. So <laughs> the song I picked was Leanne Rhymes' Can't Fight the Moonlight. Brilliant. Oh, what a classic. <laughs> <laughs> so and how did that I, go down for the cultural show? Well, it, actually, it went really well. I, I got put in the newspapers back at home compared to Dame Vera Lynn. And wow. then I had phone calls asking me to sing with military bands. It was... Uh, it was definitely something. Did you stand on the bar and sing it like she does in the video for that song? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so something happened which would akin the film, but I can't tell you because it isn't safe for radio. Wow! wow. This well, is unbelievable. We're this. all going to stream Coyote Ugly tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, Ginny says, I was the maid of honour at a gothic wedding. My ex was best man when all the other speeches had been done. It was quite clear my ex wasn't going to do it. Oh. So I stood up and just rattled one off myself, beginning with a line, as usual, the best man for the job is a woman. I managed to thank everybody, apart from the bride's parents who had paid for the lot. Richard, tell us your unexpected performance story. I was going to be the best man at this wedding, and I'd only just started learning guitar. Now, my teacher was actually a very, very, very well-known guitarist. So he said, Slash. look, he said, you cannot go to the wedding. You need a quick practice. So he said, well, go to my local pub in Suffolk. No one will be there. He said, <laughs> he said uh, you know, it's a Thursday night. Don't worry about it. So when we get there, it is absolutely random. You can't get in the car park. And he went, 
Oh, no. They think the real Richard Thompson's turning up. Who is Richard Thompson? Who is Richard Thompson? Forgive our ignorance. Oh, no, he's a really, really famous guitarist. I think he was with Fairport Convention or something like that. Oh, right, OK. So they all think he's he's performing. Then you, What happened when you walked on stage, then? Well, it, just, it was just amusement because I was useless. <laughs> <laughs> what what did, did you play? Yeah, what did you play? Well, I, I actually played Albatross by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yes. I've never been to have a tree. <laughs> you invited back, or have you done any gigs since? I did the wedding and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Quick career. career. Yeah. Monumental Tuesday night. Uh, we did the big reveal earlier on. The full lineup then, a splendid lineup for Absolute Radio Live at the London Palladium for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh, and of course, the, the main headline from it, of course, our, our headliner is the brilliant John Richardson, who you will know was a guest on this show a little while back. So we've been kind of keeping a secret from you guys. Has been a secret. He came in and he was very excited to be doing Absolute Radio Live. I'm delighted. What's not to like? I mean, Frank's the best in the business he's hosting the palladium is the iconic venue for comedy and teenage cancer trust that's as good a charity as it gets why, why is the palladium such i mean it's an amazing venue but all comedians particularly it holds a special place for them why, why is that it's just the the generational names that have played there so uh, your tarbucks uh, your tarbucks well you're brucey isn't your it Brucey's, he's the biggie yeah. is still there he's yeah. still there now oh he told um, richie told me this and i, I thought he was just you were pulling me leg. He's, he's, un- he's underneath. He's buried for... under the stage. Isn't he's he? buried underneath. Yeah. yeah, I've had a few gigs where they've threatened to do that to me. So <laughs> halfway through, it wasn't the generous gesture that it was for him. Um, but yeah, he's still there because uh, apparently he still wanted to hear the laughs. Um, oh, where would you? Where when when time comes for you, John? Where would you like to be? Um, special place buried? Do you think? Um, just in a wood. Just in a okay. quiet wood. <laughs> You've got to be left alone eventually, haven't you? Just stick a tree on my head. I'm trying to think where I've had um, where I've had my best gigs, and it's taken me all the time. I thought, I wonder if they're going to ask me where I'd like to be buried. Like, <laughs> Name the place you've had the best gig. <laughs> Bruce, he's got it right though, because surely you'd want to be you'd want to be somewhere where people aren't going to mind coming to visit you. Yeah. And, and Brucey's nailed the Palladium. And they're going to have to pay sixty-seven fifty for the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but is, he, is he in an urn underneath the... Bruce, is he, what's the format of him being below the stage at, at the Palladium? I think he's just down there in a back room. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, no preservatives or anything. I think he's just... Well, I haven't checked. But no, I think he's just down there. Wow. Okay. I've gone see him on like a Wednesday matinee. Twenty-three <laughs> fifty or something. <laughs> Saturday evening. And then in terms of performing like... Uh, obviously, you're not doing your full set that you would normally do no. on a comedy that must be quite difficult if you have like a, a beginning a middle and an end as a comedian for a particular show it must be yeah those those, those, <laughs> those guys structure their shows yeah they're going to struggle <laughs> you should come along and see those guys struggle <laughs> how, how do you know how long you've got left though because do they oh, have Frank a Frank li- screams from the side does he yeah you'll love cans of Diet Coke you'll know you'll hear the clang you'll think it's a bell and it's just a can of Diet Coke hitting the back of your head I'd like to think it's like a political party conference where you've got sort of like you've got like a red light, a green light, and a, and a white light, there and they're might making be, like an address. There might be a light, though. Is that there a light? There is a light, and sometimes there's a clock. Um, I don't like oh, the wow. clock because you end up sort of working. You, you know, you wouldn't have one in the bedroom, would you, for fear that you would finish <laughs> I hope early? Not. And <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly the same on stage. Just let me enjoy it for the seven minutes that we're going to have together. <laughs> well, it's your it's your second time doing Absolute Radio Live, so the first time must have gone all right. Yeah, um, possibly. <laughs> He's been asked back. <laughs> there are other reasons. It was unfinished business. He must get a laugh this time. <laughs> it's been on uh, tour. Uh, John, what can you promise people then who have got their tickets for Absolute Radio Live going to come and see you guys? 
Oh, I've had a hemorrhoid um, for a few years, and I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> Hemorrhoids. Yeah. Uh, Is that the big uh, ticket sale? Uh, that's the push that you were looking for? get over the line. My wife threatened that to our five-year-old the other day. Uh, a because hemorrhoid? It... <laughs> no, no. I, I look at her and think, you what? Drink what? more water. <laughs> it's exactly that. Oh, if you don't drink more water, you're going to get this. I'm thinking, what are you doing? He's five. He doesn't understand that. It's that thing yeah. where you, there used to be a thing if you sat on like a cold paving slab mm. or a step, you can get... Uh, piles, is that right? Yeah, How do you I, think you got yours? I don't know because I'm, we've had great conversations with our doctor about this because he said, Do you get enough fibre? Yeah, and I tell you what, as a vegan, I'm doing all right, mate. Yeah, I bet. When he shut my hand, I nearly went. <laughs> I can pretty much go at will. So, I can tell you when it happened. It happened in Dublin at the uh, I just played the Olympia Theatre. And I, I don't know, I didn't feel it go, but that night was the first night. Wow. I remember, and that was on the last tour. So. And, and, and I don't want to pry too much. Please do. I love talking about it. How many times have you had to per- personally get it back up there again? Uh, it's it's an internal. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's internal. So it's just a matter. Do you know of... what? If we don't sell tickets for the Palladium <laughs> off the back of this chat about the burial of Bruce Forsyth and John Richardson's hemorrhoids, <laughs> I don't know what will. Do you want to just listen to the other comedians who are? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I imagine they've suffered the same. Yeah. He's been in the jungle. That's, he's not going to have had the right diet. He's going to be Frank and Jack are of an age. They must have it. There's a real risk. This whole show is going to be. There's a reason we do stand up and. It's because we cannot sit down. <laughs> so you can see John Sunday, twenty sixth of November at the London Palladium, Absolute Radio live. Uh, all profits from the gig going to the Teenage Cancer Trust, and you can buy the remaining tickets right now at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk/tickets. Time to broaden all of our surroundings and indeed horizons <laughs> by getting our minds blown by you. Broaden your surroundings. That is that is the mantra of this show. And uh, it's great to have listener Ashley on who's going to share some amazing information with us. Ashley, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, we're very excited to have you on because you have um, an incredible life hack that's going to change people's minds about a banana. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I do have a banana-related life hack. Okay, well, pretty simple fruit, the banana, so uh, we're fascinated to hear what it is. Well, this actually comes from monkeys rather than... It's how monkeys open bananas. Um, What are you saying about this show? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing nothing about you guys, honestly, I promise. Um, Rather than opening it from the top like most people do, you tear it off the bunch, turn it upside down, and then open it from the, the little nobble at the bottom. So you pinch it and then pull it open that way. That way you, d- you get less mess. Right. And you don't get any of those horrible stringy bits, you know, that you get on yeah. bananas. I don't even know what so that is. It just makes it nice and cleaner. So have we been eating bananas wrong all our lives? Is that what you're saying, yes. Ashley? Absolutely, you have. Wow. Wow. So how did you, you know, you said you got this from monkeys. Was this a note that was passed over to you? Or uh, <laughs> were you on a you know, safari? What, when did you d- observe this? Yeah, no, I just had a chat to one at the zoo. No, I actually discovered it on TikTok, which is where I think most people get most stuff from these days. Wow, okay, cool. Uh, and would you uh, would you do us a demonstration, a video demonstration that we could post up on Absolute Radio right now so other people could see this? Do you have a banana? 
You know what? I do have some bananas, and I will do that. I'll tweet it at you. That's why we got the best listeners <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Didn't even need to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> straight in there. Well, I don't know about you, Richie. My mind's blown. My mind is blown. Yes, oh, straight from the jungle. Straight from the jungle. <laughs> Home time with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. It is mind blown. Uh, we want your amazing hacks that are going to literally blow our minds. You can get in touch on email as well. Home time at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. John Farrell has emailed in. Uh, he's from High Wycombe. He says, blow your mind, bee facts, guys. Listen to this. Some bees can cook their enemies as they can generate heat. What? The old English name for a bumblebee is a Dumbledore. This is just a, this is just bang, bang, bullet point bee facts here. Oh, right. So, first of all, they can cook their enemies because they can generate heat. Okay. Old-fashioned name for a bumblebee is a Dumbledore. Male bees are private parts, explode on mating, then they die. <laughs> Cheers for this, John. Uh, queen bees can choose the sex of their offspring. Bee colonies regulate the temperature at 35C like we do. Uh, and at the end of the summer, the females kick all the boys out of the hive who then starve or freeze to death because no one any longer needs their services. Wow, bees are amazing. Well, I don't know. I always thought I would like quite like to be a bee, but that sounds awful if you're a bloke. Mind blown. We're hearing from the supermarkets of the UK that bananas are flying off the shelves right now but after uh, Sophie... Uh, not so- Who's Sophie? That's a different lady with bananas. Ashley. Ashley. This is another, uh, another banana person that you... <laughs> One other thing as well. Keep an eye out on Twitter, at Absolute Radio. Uh, Ashley has actually filmed for us. Yes. This will go down well. She's filmed for us, us doing that amazing banana trick that she talked about on the show a bit earlier on. Andy has been in touch with a hack. Let's forget about Sophie. No idea who she is. Uh, Andy says, great little hack. It's actually a bit of a technique for you. This will blow your minds. If you ever go to high-five someone and you both look at each other's elbows, you will never miss. What's great is you can both try this in the studio now and let us know how you get on, says Andy in Gloucester. I've never, um, I've never looked at uh, anyone else's elbow before. I'm slightly concerned because I don't think I've missed a high-five with anyone before. I would imagine it's so destroying to do so yeah but now we're gonna have to do it his way and i'm i'm like overly thinking it let's just do it we'll step away from the microphones we'll 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 project ourselves right here we go so, so you've got to look at our elbows all right oh, i was looking at the wrong elbow yeah no, no this one. one i'm gonna high five you with this one ready three two, two one, one. Hey! hey yeah it's good <laughs> it's great i felt a bit like obsessed with looking at your elbows though <laughs> me too um mind blown is it um, that's blown my mind <laughs> I miss high fives all the time. Okay. Well done, Andy. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Um, just at the beginning of the podcast, uh, this particular episode of The Daily Takeaway, uh, you referred to uh, not enough amount of what? Not enough amount of what? Bifidus. Bifidus digestivum. Yeah. Why did you then not refer to the fact that you saw them at the Reading Festival? <laughs> That's good. I've missed a huge opportunity. Thank you for being there for me and catching these mistakes.